Thank you for coming back to another great episode of How to Acquire Podcast. On this episode, we're going to sit down with an expert in the mortgage note industry. This is something you want to learn about. See, on this particular podcast, what we want to do is explore the avenues that a lot of people are afraid to explore or don't even know to explore. If you're a real estate investor or an investor overall, and you want to learn a different way of investing, this is the episode for you. So sit back and enjoy this episode, and let's teach you about mortgage notes. If you've never heard of it before, you're going to be glad you came here. We are back for another great episode of How to Acquire Podcasts. And for those who don't know, there is a famous saying that goes, the uh, poor teach their children how to buy, the rich teach their children how to sell, and the wealthy, they teach their children how to acquire. And on today's episode, we're going to learn how we can acquire mortgage notes. But before we get into all that, I want to learn more about today's guest and learn how he got to this stage of acquiring mortgage notes. So uh, on the line is Desi Arnaz. Welcome to How to Acquire Podcast. Well, thank you, DJ. It's a pleasure to be here, and I do appreciate the invitation. Thank you so much. So for those who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your company. Uh, and just tell us a little bit about your background uh, as a professional investor. Okay, yeah. I call myself a professional investor because I actually make a living investing, right? Uh, that's, not, that's what I do. And uh, I haven't always done that. I've been an investor since 1982. Uh, I used to own a Century 21 franchise back in the day, so I started investing in real estate back then. And I, and, and I was a landlord, like a lot of people, you know, and then I was flipping some houses, like a lot of people. And that's... Mm-hmm pretty much what I did. And I did do some investing in the stock market, which was like a disaster. (laughs) Why am I doing that? Right. After losing a bunch of money in the stock market, I pulled back out of the market and just stuck with real estate. But then in 2013, DJ, uh, July, as a matter of fact, it was the 4th of July, 2013. I call that Independence Day. Uh, (laughs) I was um, up early because I live here in San Diego. California. And so I was up early because my wife and I were going to go down to the beach and spend the day down at the beach. She wasn't up yet. So I'm surfing the internet and I found this guy online uh, who said that he owned mortgages on about 400 condos in Florida. And so I'm scrolling through YouTube and I, and when I saw that, I thought, huh, what, what's that about? Right. And I owned a bunch of real estate, but I didn't, I'd never really owned a mortgage. And so I started watching his videos and started watching a few other people's videos. And as it turns out, this guy was coming to San Diego in the month of August, just a month later. And he had a weekend program that for a thousand bucks, he'll tell you how he did it. And I thought, you know what, for a thousand dollars to listen to a guy who owns 400 mortgages, I'll, I'll do that. You know? Right. And so I went ahead and signed up for his course. And once I took his course, it was a three day one of the three-day weekend things, right? Where they, they tell you about enough to get you interested. Then they try to sell you like a really expensive thing. Right? Yes, right. And his really expensive thing was $12,500. So okay. 
I took the, the weekend thing and then I, I did go ahead ultimately and take the full course as well. But what it did for me is it showed me that there's another way to get cash flow from real estate besides the way I knew. I had already accepted the reality that cash flow is what I wanted in my life because cash flow is what sets you free, right? Owning a bunch of real estate is nice, but if you're not making money every month off of it, I don't buy for appreciation. I know people that buy for appreciation. They, they'll buy a piece of real estate and they'll lose money on it every month. It's called negative cash flow. Yes, I've sir. always felt like that's not the strategy that I want to use. So I would buy a piece of real estate with, a, with an eye towards making money every month, not losing money every month and hoping that the property value goes up. And so I was always a cash flow investor. And now I'm a cash flow investor. I own a bunch of notes that I've purchased over since, since 2013. I own a bunch of notes uh, that pay me every month, but I don't own the real estate. So I like that part a lot. You know, I'm the bank, literally I'm the bank for the homeowners. Okay. So we've stumbled across something. That's a very interesting topic. So you are acquiring mortgage notes, but you don't necessarily own the real estate. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's right. How is that, for those who, who are just learning about this concept, how is that possible? Okay, well, that's a very valid question. Here's what I'd like to point out to you. And if people on your, uh, in your audience have ever owned real estate, they'll understand what I'm saying and they'll, they'll go, yeah, I remember that. So when you buy a piece of real estate, you have a couple of options. One is you can pay cash. If you have the money, you can just write a check and pay cash, right? Okay. And when you do that, the property, uh, the person that's selling you the real estate will give you a document called a deed, the deed to the real estate. And then you own the real estate and you don't have mm-hmm. a, a debt on it because you pay cash. But if you don't have cash, then you're going to have to borrow money from some source. Most people go to a bank, right, to borrow the money. So if you don't have the cash, the money to pay cash, you borrow the money from the bank, the bank is going to have you sign two documents. You're going to have you sign a lot of stuff, but the two important documents <laughs> right. are a mortgage and okay. a promissory note. Okay. Okay. The promissory note is your promise to pay the bank back at whatever interest rate you've agreed upon, whatever the monthly payment is. You know, that's the deal. You sign this promissory note. And then the mortgage basically is another document that says to the banker, if I don't pay you back, like I'm supposed to, you can take my house. That's pretty much what a mortgage says. Yes. Now, what happens is this. Uh, You're making your payment every month to the mortgage company or bank. And then one day you stop making payments. Maybe you lose your job or whatever, right? Something happens, something bad happens, and you can no longer afford to pay. Well, after three months, all over this country, if you miss three mortgage payments to your bank, the lender has the right to start foreclosing or repossessing the property from you. And they use a process called foreclosure to repossess that home. Okay. And once the lender repossesses that property, then they can offer it up for sale so they can get their money back. That's what that's all about. And so, um, Some lenders go ahead and foreclose, but some lenders don't want to foreclose. Some lenders would rather sell their position to a different lender that doesn't mind foreclosing. 
And that, for example, that's one example of how I buy mortgage notes. I would approach a bank. Maybe you have your loan with Bank of America and you've missed three mortgage payments. I would approach Bank of America and I'd say, look, I noticed that DJ's missed three mortgage payments to you guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you going to foreclose? They say, no, we're not. And I say, well, he owes you $100,000. He's missing payments. You don't want to foreclose. What would you take for the note? Maybe they say, we'll take 60 cash right now or 70 cash right now. So I write them a check for 70,000 bucks. And now DJ owes me $100,000. Okay. Mm. And I'll reach out to you at that point. And I'll say, look, man, what happened? I don't want to foreclose on you. What happened? And you say, well, I lost my job, but I'm working on getting another job. And I say, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a little time. You think you can have another job within the next, you know, 60 days. And you say, yes. And I'll say, okay, well, good. I won't foreclose on you for 60 days. Go out and find yourself another job. And once you find a job, we'll take all the payments that you missed and we'll put them on the back end of the loan and extend your loan out. Okay. Okay. And we'll start you fresh. How's that Mm. sound? And DJ goes, Hey man, thank you. Bank of America wouldn't do that. Right? (laughs) No, they wouldn't. No, ain't going to happen, but I have that option. So that's one way that I can buy that note and start to make money. But here's the beautiful thing for me. Remember you owed B of A set uh, 100,000. I only paid 70,000, but now you owe me 100,000. So I instantly have $30,000 in equity. Mm, that Day sounds one. so beautiful. <laughs> Day one, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> if you sell that house, you owe me $30,000 plus the three payments that you missed with B of A plus the two payments that you missed with me plus late charges mm. for all those payments. That's beautiful. I have all that coming to me. This is a great business. Well, let me ask this. I know we're going to go deeper into um, mortgage notes, but you you mentioned something at the beginning. You mentioned you already were investing in real estate. You already were a landlord before. You already had your properties. In those other situations uh, in real estate, did you ever feel like you were the bank? No, never. I always had mortgages. So I would go in as a landlord, I'd go into like, for example, one of my fourplexes, I had two fourplexes, that's four unit apartment buildings. So I'd go in, I'd collect the rents, but then I'd have to go pay my mortgage payment to the bank, mm-hmm. you know, that had right. financed me. So I, I never felt like I, I was the lender. I was just the landlord. And if something broke, you know, a window got broken or whatever, toilet backed up, I got a phone call. It's like, hey, you got to come fix this stuff. Right. Now, as the lender, I never get those calls. Ever. I just get cash flow. So I, I felt like as a landlord, DJ, I felt like I'm actually collecting money for everybody but myself. Because there were mm-hmm. months where I didn't make any money. I'd collect the rent. But at the same time, during that month, maybe the furnace went out. So I collect the rent. I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay the furnace. Now the taxes are due. I got to pay all that. So the rent I collect is like slipped right through my right, right. (laughs) But as the lender, when I get paid, I don't have to spend any of that money at all on that real estate because I don't own the real estate. So when I get that interest income, it's just mine. It goes right into my pocket. I can put it to sustain my lifestyle. So you mentioned earlier that you attended this uh, weekend course and then you decided 
to go to the larger course. Uh, when you first found out about this world of uh, mortgage notes, promissory notes, what was going on through your mind as a real estate investor? Did you did you did you have any clue that this was actually happening? Well, really, I remember thinking, how could I not know about this? I mean, I owned a Century 21 franchise. I had bought and sold so much real estate from my own portfolio. I even owned two mortgage companies. Once I moved to California, I opened up two different mortgage companies. So I felt like I knew all about real estate. I was what I call all in. And for someone, and this guy was only in his 30s. So for someone to bring something to my attention at 60 years old, and I've been in the industry for more than 30 years, and for me to be able to go, I never heard of this, and for it to be legitimate. I mean, there's there's scams out there, but for a legitimate right. thing that I haven't heard of, right. I was like, how could that even be? Right. And so what I did is I started doing some research just because I'm anal like that. <laughs> how could I not know this, right? Um, and as it turns out, there's a reason, DJ. And the primary reason is because note investing since 1938 has been pretty much the exclusive domain of wealthy families, wealthy individuals, large banks, and large insurance companies. It's called the secondary mortgage market. If you've ever heard of Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, right? Those are players in the secondary mortgage market. Mm -hmm. That's not the same as a second mortgage. This is the secondary right. mortgage market. This is where mortgages and notes are bought and sold just like stocks. Right. And honestly, just ordinary folks just weren't playing in that space. But during this last recession, 2008, you know, all of that, the big crash. Right. The secondary mortgage market investors, the people that invested in that space were overwhelmed with foreclosures. Foreclosure rates, which typically hovered around three or 4% nationally, were jumping up into the double digits. In some uh, communities, foreclosure rates hit as high as 25%. And they literally didn't have the infrastructure in the secondary market to deal with the volume of foreclosures. And so what happened was they started selling mortgage notes off to really large hedge funds. Uh, a hedge fund is just basically a group of people that have pooled their money together to invest in something. That's what a hedge fund is. And so these hedge funds have billions of dollars and they started buying all these defaulted mortgage notes from the secondary mortgage market, primarily from Fannie Mae. And then the hedge funds would then take the cream of the crop of the bad notes, the defaulted notes, and then they would start to sell off the rest of them to smaller investors. And that's what opened the door for folks like us to get into right. this space. And to this day, we still buy a lot more notes from hedge funds than we do directly from banks. And I have relationships mm. with hedge fund managers. Um, as a matter of fact, we're actually starting our own hedge fund in January. We're launching a $20 million fund because I want to play at a bigger level. We can buy bigger discounts and things like that. So um, the opportunities are really large in this space. Um, and here's what I would like for your people to really understand, DJ. It's a really safe place to put your money. If you have a retirement account like an IRA or 401k, 
if it's in the stock market, you should seriously consider moving it out of the stock market. You can do a rollover so you don't have to pay the penalties and taxes. You can do a rollover and roll it over into a self-directed retirement account and then direct your retirement account to buy notes. And by doing that, um, you can put your money into a safe place and you can get instant equity. Like I did in my example, I had instant $30,000 in equity instantly. Right. So if right. you have a $50,000 or a $60,000 retirement account, you can instantly grow that number just by buying a note at a discount, like I explained. But if you don't know how to do that, you have to learn that stuff. And that's why I paid that guy 12000 bucks to teach me. I also teach people, but I don't charge like that. I charge like 97 right. bucks a month. Right? Because my, it's not my goal to be a teacher. My goal is to help people invest and to get out of worrying about money and to open people's eyes to a space that was never meant for us, but the opportunity is there and we need to take advantage of it. And so I'm literally like an evangelist spreading the word. You need to be seriously looking at this. Okay. It has been an honor to have, uh, to meet you, to learn from you. And then of course, having you on our podcast, I really want investors uh, of course, I'm not done. You know, we're still talking here, but I really want investors to uh, seek wise counsel in this area. And that's why uh, I invited you onto our podcast, because when it comes to note investing, you're the person that I trust uh, in this field. So with people listening, they may be first time investors. Uh, they may be uh, long time investors. What does it really take as far as monetary how much money do I need to get started to play in this mortgage note world? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, probably the most popular question that I get from people. And here's the answer. Um, you can find mortgage notes as, as uh, for as little as like 5,000 bucks. Okay. But I don't recommend buying mortgages on houses where you're only the, the loan balance is five or seven or $8,000. Usually it's a problem because the houses are usually in bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the reality of it. Right. And even though I don't own the real estate, I only own the mortgage. I like to, to assume that if these people don't pay me and I wind up with the real estate because I had to foreclose, do I even want the real estate? And if it's in a right. high crime area, I don't want the real estate. So therefore, I wouldn't buy the mortgage. If you want to get a decent mortgage note in a decent area, nice community where if you did wind up with the real estate, you say, I like it. It's a cute little house. You know, if you want one of those, you should be ready to invest about 30000 or more. Okay. okay. And uh, so that's really a good place to start. Every now and then I'll see something decent for 20000 but not, not normally, you know, 30000 or more. Is a realistic number. And so we'll let people know exactly how they can uh, learn from you or potentially uh, partner with you in one moment. But you just mentioned, uh, well, if I have to foreclose, then I'll have to think in my mind, this is even a piece of real estate I would want to have in my portfolio. But then earlier we were saying, well, I don't actually own the real estate. Right. So Help me connect those two dots. I still have some type of control over the property of some sort if it were to foreclose, 
but I actually don't actually own it in any way. Right. But you could own it. Now, right now, I do own two pieces of real estate because one of them, the homeowner gave it back to me. She couldn't afford it after she got a divorce from her husband. And she did not want me to foreclose because she didn't want to ruin her credit. And so she literally just said, can I just give you the house? And so she, she signed a deed and gave me the house. So I own that house. Now that I own that, it's in Tennessee. Now that I own that house, I could rent it out if I want to. I could move into it. I could keep it as a second home. I can sell it. I can do anything. It's my house. She's moved out and it's my house. But when I bought it, it was just a mortgage note. She was making payments to me for a couple of years. And then her husband divorced her and she couldn't afford the house. He gave her the house. He walked away and she couldn't afford it. And so she didn't want a foreclosure. So she just gave it to me. See how that works? Yes. But that's the connection right there. Yes, when you buy a note, you do not own the real estate. However, the real estate is your collateral to make sure that you don't lose any money. See? So I don't remember the exact numbers, but I paid 30-something thousand for that particular note on her house in Tennessee. The house is worth about $70,000. She could have just called a local real estate agent and said, sell this house, right? The agent would have sold the house. And out of the 70,000, when she sold it, she would have just paid me off the 30 or 40,000, whatever it is she owed me. And then she could have made the difference, but she didn't do that. And I don't know why, but she didn't do that. She just wanted to walk away and have a clean slate. And so now I put the house up for sale. I have it up for sale for, I think we have it up for sale for 55 or $60,000. I'm selling it at a discount because I just want to get rid of it. I don't want it. But remember, I'm into that thing for 30 something thousand dollars. So now that once it sells, I'm going to put 25 or $30,000 in my pocket as a profit. Mm. So people are afraid of foreclosure. But in my experience, foreclosure is actually, financially speaking, foreclosure is the best thing that can happen for me as a lender because I get a re- piece of real estate that's worth a lot more than what I invested in that note. Desi, when you first told me about this concept, is it what everybody thought was the worst case scenario, you explained to me was the best case scenario. And I said, wait a second, you yeah. really are the bank. Yeah. You really own nothing and control everything in this Yes. World. Yes. Yes. That's Why? Exactly right. And I think I asked you this question before, and I don't know, maybe I asked it wrong when we first met. I asked you, why aren't more real estate investors um, doing this or having this part of their portfolio? Why aren't more investors in general, not just real estate, but why aren't more investors in this space? They don't know about it. And frankly, it's only been since about 2010 or 2011 that the space has been open to us at this, in the fashion that it is now. And people don't know. And I didn't know. and, And I thought I was all in. To this day, I have people that come to me and they're like, I've been investing in real estate for 30 years, 40 years, 20 years. I had a guy this morning, 20 years. He's, he was a landlord in New York. He goes, I didn't know about notes. He didn't even know about notes. And right. so he, he signed up for my training this morning. After First, he scheduled an appointment with me. We talked for about a half an hour. And he said, dude, I'm signing up now. He owns a duplex right, right now. He owned a fourplex in New York, but now he owns a duplex, which is two units in Pennsylvania. 
and he said he's sending on some cash as well. And he's, but he's nervous. He said, I don't know notes. I don't know how it works. And I said, that's why I created the program. And I said, I could charge $12,000 or $20,000 like some of these other folks, but that's not my goal. My goal is to help people make this move, make the transition from what they were doing into this space. And so I can help a lot more people at at $97 than I can at $997. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's just about who can I help? And in so doing, I'm meeting wonderful people like you and so many others. And it's been a a wonderful blessing. Even when I went to Florida last week to vacation for a while, one of the people that I'm mentoring was right there. He lived right in Orlando. So, I mean, I just love this. I love it. It's a good thing. Uh, I've taught this to my daughter. And and here's the big thing. And this happened to me. and, And I know it will happen to most people. Even if you have some money, which I had plenty, well, by my measure, plenty. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go with plenty. We'll go with plenty. Yeah, I had plenty, okay? (laughs) When I started investing in notes, Mm -hmm. um, Donald Trump would laugh at what I had. You're like, what? I have that in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it was plenty. Uh, Anyway, I was investing in notes, but eventually, when I started buying notes, I ran out of money. You know, Mm -hmm. all my money is invested. But I wanted to buy more notes because I wanted a bigger portfolio. And so I had to learn how to attract private capital from private individuals because you can't go to the bank and borrow money to buy a note. If you go to the bank and say, I want to borrow $100,000 to buy a mortgage note, they're going to go, nope, sorry, not going to do it. You can go borrow $100,000 to buy an apartment building. Yes, they'll do right. that, but not to buy a mortgage note. It's a cash business. And so I had to learn how to attract people with money to invest with me in my notes. And so I learned that skill set. And now I'm teaching others how to do that. That's what I teach. It's part of what I teach for that 97 bucks a month, you know? Yes. Yeah, I teach you that. And that's not something that my mentor taught me even for 12,500 bucks. It wasn't even that. It's like, here, you have money. Here's how you can invest your money in notes. That's all I was taught. But I had to figure it out on my own. And I figured it out. And now I have literally millions of dollars available to me from people that I have met all around the country that will invest in any note that I want to buy, right? They'll invest with me in any note that I want to buy. And and I literally have millions of dollars available to me. And so I'm teaching some of the students who come to me that don't have any money or don't have much money. I'm teaching them how to build what I built. I taught it to my daughter. I taught it to her fiance, I'm teaching it to other students, and it's and it works. You know, I've got this list right here. This people gave me a list. This has about a million dollars on it right here. People have reached out to me, and I don't know any of these people personally, except that they have reached out to me because of the the marketing that I do online. I call it education-based marketing. They reach out to me, and like here's a guy here. He says, one person, he says he's got five thousand bucks. 15, 35,000, 10,000, 20,000, 5,000, 100,000, 200,000, 25,000, 50,000, 150,000, 300,000. Wow. And these are folks who say, I don't want to buy a note. I just want to fund your deals for you. Yes. If I, want, if I see a deal that I want to do, I don't have to go qualify for financing. I don't have to go and have a credit check run and produce bank returns. And I just make a phone call. Say, I need yes. 150. And they say, where do you want it wired? 
that's a wonderful place to be. And you can get there. That's the message that I try to get through to my students. You can get there. Okay. And it doesn't take that long, but you've got to have your motives have to be right. You got to know what the heck you're doing. Nobody's going to give you any money to buy a note if you don't know about notes, right? right. <laughs> like you don't right. even know what the hell you're doing, <laughs> right? So you got to get something up here. You got to have the right heart. If your heart's in the right place and you're able to protect these people's money, legally speaking, by doing the right documentation and you have full disclosure, full transparency, all the money you'll ever need, I'll show you how to find all the money you'll ever need to do your note deals. And you can build a portfolio as large as you want to build it. I have almost 50 notes in my portfolio now. And every single month, I add at least one more. I'm adding one today. I'm buying one today in Ohio. And someone else is funding that deal for me. They are my bank. I have the honor of going through your program, and I'm still part of your um, your program and your mastermind sessions. You're one of the people who inspired how to acquire podcasts uh, mm-hmm. through our conversations and through your teachings that you provided me. Uh, I started thinking differently and I started thinking, well, hold on a second. Uh, there's an opportunity here for us to truly change, uh, change our life. Yes. If we learn how to acquire. And one of the ways I wanted to learn how to acquire was through mortgage notes. And then also the skill of being able to attract uh, the, the private uh, investors. And so you've been teaching me about this and showing me, well, look, look over here, look over there. Yeah. And so now with this episode, we want private investors, if you're interested, of course, reach out to us yes. uh, and have the conversation. If you're interested in actually learning how to have that skill set, um, Desi, tell us a little bit how they can uh, be part of your program as well of going through and learning about that skill set of mortgage notes and also mm-hmm. attracting the private investors. Um, do you mind if I give a little bit of background on how I got to that point? I have, a, of course. A course. Uh, what happened for me was this. People were asking me uh, about three years ago, I was helping my daughter build a build this business, this company okay. that we have, because she was a loan officer working for a bank and she hated it. And so she wanted to get out of it. And so when she came to me and said she wanted to learn how to invest like her mom and I do, then I said, okay, I'll show you and I'll help you. So I started this company for her and I was teaching it to her. And then a few people started asking me, friends and other acquaintances started asking me to teach them. And I was telling people, no, I won't teach you this business because I'm not a teacher. I'm not a guru, but I would refer them to the guy that taught me. And they would come back to me and say, well, he wants 25 grand. Cause I told him expect to pay a lot. Right. They said, he wants 25 grand. And I said, well, pay it. I mean, it's worth it. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, and some did, but some didn't. And then it dawned on me, well, maybe, maybe I could teach someone if they buy a note from our company, mm-hmm. because I started this company for my daughter so that she could sell notes to people right? Because people don't know where to buy notes. So we we started this note dealership. And so um, I said, if you buy a note from our company, then uh, I'll teach you. And so that's what I started doing. And so then what I found myself doing, DJ, was teaching people. And then someone else buys a note, then I start teaching them. And I was teaching them the same thing that I had taught the last guy. And then someone Mm -hmm. else buys a note. Now I'm teaching the same thing over and over and over. 
So I thought, right. why don't I record this stuff? <laughs> you know, right. instead of teaching the same thing over and over and over. So I started recording the teaching. And that has grown into this course that I now offer for 97 bucks a month. You can have the course. You have full access to the whole course on day one. So if you pay 97 bucks and you go through the whole course, you can cancel the next month. It doesn't matter. But at least you'll get that knowledge. But very few people cancel. I, I have to, I, I was, I didn't know what to expect. So this past April, I launched this course and it's, I, I started this website called the Note Investor University. So it's noteinvestoruniversity.com. If you want, someone wants to sign up for the course, they can do that. Uh, noteinvestoruniversity.com. If someone wants to just learn about notes, but not necessarily take a course, then they can just go to my website because I have a lot of free information on my website and on my YouTube channel, a ton of information. My website, can I give that? Sure. Okay, my website is just investbrilliantly.com. So okay, investbrilliantly.com. Yeah, if someone goes there, there's a lot of free information there, a lot of videos and other information there about investing in notes. And then if they want to actually take the training, sure. they can go to noteinvestoruniversity.com and sign up. Okay, awesome. month to month. But um, I have a lot of training on there and I'm adding new stuff all the time. But, but the biggest surprise to me, DJ, was this. You know that every Saturday I meet with you guys, all of my partners and students online. Yes, sir. That started off also just as me just wanting to spend some time with the people that I'm investing with, right? People that bought notes from us. And that has grown into something really powerful and big. Uh, now we have about 50, more than 50 people on a typical Saturday morning Zoom call. And we're talking about investing in notes. I usually do one group coaching type session for about 15 or 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll bring a guest on, someone maybe like a foreclosure attorney or someone like that to help the students understand more about this business. Yes, and, and to give you guys access to the relationships that I have, because you can't do anything alone in life if you want to be successful. You got to have a team. And so I introduce you to my team and you can make them your team, right? You, you can now have access to the foreclosure attorney that I use, to the realtors that I use, to the title companies that I use. And so I'm sharing all of that to say to people, look, you don't have to struggle with money. There is a way that if you'll follow a system that is proven to work, Within three or four years, I hate to say this, but within three or four years, you will be a millionaire in note investing, okay? It's just, I'll just put it out there, okay? Yes, I've been involved, as I said, I used to own a Century 21 franchise. I've owned two mortgage companies. I also used to own a retail business back in the 70s. I owned, a, they used to call them record stores, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you buy records, vinyl, right? At eight right. Tapes. I owned a record store in my 20s. Wow. I own a record store and I also own a women's clothing store in Chicago. So I've been around a lot. I've been in in business since all my whole life, you know, self-employed, but I've never seen a business like this one where I've met so many self-made millionaires than in the note business. And I noticed that when I got into it back in 2013, I thought, Holy smokes, Mm -hmm. all these people making all this money. And it's like, nobody knows about it. Right. And that's when I thought, okay, I'm in, I'm in. I mean, I'm not, why not? Right. And, and the reality is, it's not that hard. 
You know, okay. it's just not that hard. You just have to understand what to do and you just got to go do it. And there's not much competition. Not like flipping houses. When I was flipping houses, I'd go to the courthouse and I'd bid on, I'd bid on the courthouse steps on foreclosure auctions. I'm bidding. 12 other people are bidding to buy that same foreclosure. Now at the foreclosure auction, I am the one putting the house up for bid. I love it. Yeah. I love I'm not it. the one bidding. It's right. my house. Okay. Right. You started, bidding, making, you started making all the rules. You started yes. deciding how this game was going to be played. Yeah. In the real I'm estate on world. The other side of the table. And, and it just blew my mind. I, I, I like to say it this way. I can't believe that for 30 years, I was on the wrong side of the real estate business. Mm. The money is in the money business. And there's a reason why banks don't flip houses and why banks don't buy rentals. There's a reason. And once you get into the money business, you go, holy smokes, that's it. Why would I ever want to flip another house? I can make right. as much money flipping a note by the way, that's a, a little technique, right? And I teach you guys how to do that in my class. Yes, you do. I can show you how to flip a note. All it is, mm. you sit in front of your computer. You don't have to go out and <laughs> run to home people and buy stuff and fix stuff up. No, you well, sit no, Desi, don't tell them too much. Don't tell them too much. <laughs> I don't want them to know too much now, Desi. But yeah, it, it, it's less work. Yeah. And it's just mm. as much money. And right. you can do it in your pajamas. And, yeah. you know. You don't have to be broke. I guess that's the message that I like to put out. You don't have to be broke. You don't have to be struggling. You don't have to worry. And the bigger thing, you can pass this on to the next generation. Yes. I call it financial intelligence, right? We're not taught this stuff. The reason we're not taught this stuff is because teachers don't know. Teachers are yeah. broke, okay? I've, teteachers are broke. I, I'm not putting them down or nothing, but they're broke. Right. Great people, but yeah, great people. Not in the money business. They're not in the money business. So once you get into the money business and you understand how it works, you'll never have to worry about money again. That's the one thing that I can guarantee you. It's just become a non-issue. Okay. Now and you I know told that's me a something. Claim, man, that's a big claim, and I, I hope your people don't think I'm just full of it. But no, no, I'm passionate well, about it because I learned this and I've shared this with enough people to know this is absolutely the facts. I'm, I'm. I can vouch for it. I've been sitting with you now for the last four to six months learning and yeah. really uh, taking this in. And once again, you're one of the people who inspired this podcast. Um, you've always told me that um, at any of the mastermind setting uh, sessions, hey, bring a guest. So here's something I want to propose. The first person who listens to this episode and is interested, sincerely interested and reaches out to us. Uh, I would like to, to bring them on as a special guest uh, for one of your Saturday mastermind sessions. And then they can decide from there where they would like to go in the no, uh, no business. Kind of peek behind the curtain, huh? They Just get a little bit. Behind the curtain. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what? I want to offer you a half dozen spots. Okay? okay. All right. A half dozen spots. The first half okay. dozen people that reach out to you, DJ, and say, hey, DJ, get me on the list. And yeah, that's fine, DJ. I really appreciate, you know, the first time I talked to you, I, I wrote down on my notes, this guy is really smart. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's a fact, uh, you know, I just talking to you, I thought this guy's really intelligent. I'm really impressed. And so, and I've never written that about anybody in 40 years of doing business with people. But I saw it right away, and as I've come to know you, I also learned that your heart is absolutely in the right place. 
and you know, I'm 67 years old. I'll be 68 in a few months. I, um, I, it's important to me to do the right things for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like uh, not putting down younger people, but you just get a different perspective when you get older. Okay. You just do. You realize what is important. And what is important to me is that people do the right things for the right reasons. And your heart's in the right place, DJ. And I see it. And I know that you're out there trying to help people. I'm out here trying to help people. I could make a lot more money, but I'm already wealthy. I don't need to just make a bunch more money. And as far as my children go, the ones that want to learn how to do this stuff, I've got uh, one daughter who's learning how to do this. She's, she's becoming wealthier in her, in her own right. And yes, she's sir. just going to turn 30 uh, this, uh, next year. She turns 30. I'm sure before she's 33, 34, she's definitely going to be a, a self-made millionaire. No question about it. She's just on the fast track. And I've got a granddaughter who's also now interested in this and a grandson who just got out of the Navy who's now taking a look at this. And he's actually working with us. So I'm simply saying, if you want to turn the corner for your family, you can be that person. I call that person the difference maker, DJ. And when you look at every wealthy family, like the Kennedys, for example, you can trace back to there's one person in the family tree that actually made the difference and turned the corner for that family, financially speaking. And I'm simply saying, why not you and your family, right? Not you sir. particularly, but just why not? Yes, sir. Right. Why not? The opportunity is here. The knowledge is here. The, the system is in place. All you've really got to do is just say, raise your hand and say, I want to do this. It's already and, built for you. You've yeah, already, already built, built it all. It's, uh, there is a, there's really uh, an abundance of opportunity. Yeah. And so I just wanted to make sure that I'm one of those uh, ambassadors for the note space that stands up and says, look over here because yeah. other people are saying, go get this real estate and go get this property. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not here to say anything against it, but I haven't found And for those who don't know, I used to work in the mortgage area for a really big bank. And I actually watched notes being bought and sold left and right. That would be leaving my portfolio. And I was like, where are these notes going? <laughs> and more than likely it was Desi who had those notes. Uh, so I've seen it on the other side as well. So when I found out uh, about what you were doing in this space, I was um, glad to have met you. And I'm glad that we're working together. I look yeah. forward to private investors reaching out and those looking to also learn how they can build their own portfolio to reach out as well. Yeah, I am too, DJ. This is awesome. Thank you for uh, coming on today. Any final thoughts that you have for those about to enter into the note space before we head out? And, and even those that are not really seriously considering it. Here's my final thoughts is understanding this. Opportunities don't really always look like opportunities up front. It's only in hindsight that you look back and you say, you know what, that was really an opportunity that I should have taken advantage of. So the day will come where notes will become more mainstream kind of like stocks, okay? Mm. And that's what I believe because more and more people are finding out about it. Most people, right. as you said earlier, don't even know about notes. Even right. real estate investors don't know about notes. But that day is going to come. That day is going to change. That's going to change. And when that happens, if you are already in the space, you are going to be the go-to person. Note investing for the masses has not hit critical mass. Think about like everything, like smartphones and computers. Initially, there were a few early adopters, right? 
not many people had a smartphone. They just had regular flip phones or whatever. And then ultimately it hit critical mass and boom, everybody all of a sudden had it. It happens in every industry, TVs, phones, computers, cars, everything. Notes are in that early adopter stage. You can literally right now get started and trained in this space and be the go-to person five, 10, 15 years from now in this space. You could be the Charles Schwab of this space, right? The fidelity investments of this space. The opportunity is huge. Three years ago, when my daughter asked us to help out, asked me to help her learn about notes, I had no idea that I would in 2021, be raising $20 million in an investment fund. I mean, Man, think about when that. you told me about that, I was blown away. Think about that. That's the vision right there. That's the vision. Yeah. And dude, I'm not special. I mean, I've been self-employed only because I hate bosses. I've been self-employed right. all my life. Okay. <laughs> but believe me, I've taken back seats out of cars in my lifetime looking for pennies so that I could put some gas in my car. I've been right. there too, okay? And you just don't have to be there. Once you get into the money business, you don't ever have to go back there again. The secrets to really getting wealthy is learning how to raise private capital. If you look at people like Warren Buffett, people like Donald Trump, you'll often hear them talk about their partners, right? Yes, sir. Buy these big apartment office buildings and apartment buildings, but they have partners in it. They are running the show. The partners are putting up the money and they're all splitting the profits. That's the game right there. And you can do the exact same thing with notes. I love it. Desi Arnaz, thank you so much for coming on How to Acquire Podcast. And thank you for being one of the wealthy that teaches their children how to acquire. We thank you for coming on. The information about being part of Desi's program or partnering on investment opportunities will be in the show notes. We thank you for coming on How to Acquire Podcast. It's my pleasure. It's been fun, man. Thank you. All right. I told you this was going to be a special episode. We just introduced you to a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of investing. If you are interested in being part of the journey of investing in mortgage notes, please contact us at How to Acquire at gmail.com. We want to thank our guests today for coming on the show and giving such valuable information and introducing us to a new concept that many investors have never heard of before today. Thank you for tuning in to How to Acquire Podcast, and we'll talk to you again soon.